What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show, a proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy family. Remember, use code Underdog or use code Triple at underdogfantasy.com and you will get a deposit match up to $100. It's a lot of moolah and a lot of fun over on Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to check those guys out. Uh, I want to start tonight's show off here with Marty Party, Doc, and Little Cheesecake with an apology. An unscripted apology that no one knew it was coming. And it's to a man that, let's just say I like to give him shit. I always say he's wrong. And we go back and forth with each other. But I, it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. And Eric, I was wrong about J.D. Martinez. Oh! 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 Yeah! Suck it, David! It's June 15th and you are eating words. Oh! Just wait till the end of the season, buddy, because don't think I forgot about Oscar Gonzalez and Mr. Ty France. Well, wait a second. First of all, Ty France wasn't my guy. No, no. We said if who was going to finish better. Okay. Uh, second, does it like is it not as sweet knowing that I already beat you to the punch? Um, no, because it's it's just sweet knowing that I beat you, <laughs> that I won this argument, that you have conceded <laughs> this early in the season. It, it hit me the other day because I was like looking at making a couple bets, and I saw all over Twitter, J.D. Martinez was one of the favorites to hit a home run, and he was actually the top Dodger to like favorited. He was like plus like 300 over like Mookie Betts, over Freddie Freeman, over everybody else in the lineup. And I was like, where did we come to? <laughs> I was like, I, I owe her an apology. I was like, this, this is all setting in right now. I was like, this is nuts. That's probably like I can count on double on two hands the amount of time you've apologized in my life or said that you're wrong or whatever. I'm going to relish in this. I was wondering about the response because I was like, wow, David's being so gracious and you're being kind of a dick right now, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) It's right on brand. Now that I found the backstory of the amount of apologies you have ever received. Well, hold on. I didn't I know understand. This. <laughs> so I did not know this. And our guy, Uncle Ted Talks, is in the chat, said, what up? He said, we talk about him. He immediately goes on the IL. Is he serious? Is J.D. Martinez on the IL? Since when? Wait, is he? Really, J.D. Martinez goes on the IL now. Thanks, guy. Uh, maybe he's foreshadowing it. I don't know if, they, if he means it actually happened. I, I'm looking this up right now. If, if, if that'd be crazy. Happens, that is absolutely crazy. Good dead air. Uh, Uncle Ted talks. That's foreshadowing. Uh, that's a cruel trick. I don't see said. anything right now. Mm. No, it's not really. He said no. He's foreshadowing it. I'll say he's not in the lineup tonight, but. Uh, that's, <laughs> oh, jeez. Who knows? Maybe it's a phantom IL stint coming. Who knows? Uh, Marty Party, how's life? Yo, wow. Life's great, man. Short and sweet and to the point. Two thumbs up. Oh, yeah. And LC? We sweet living over there. Yeah, man. Yeah, having having a good day today. Good to good to be talking to you guys about baseball. Always a good Thursday evening here at the Triple Play. Hell yeah! Let's rock. Let's go into our TPF rundown and talk about the uh, our who deleted my WOW slide. Oh, it just got moved down. Hold on. I was gonna say I'm gonna have to fight one of you if you guys took it away. Uh, so our WOW players of the week. Starting it off with Nolan Jones. He is the hot name right now in fantasy baseball, rightfully so. Over his last seven games, he's got a 375, 483, 708 slash line, 
Two homers, four RBIs, three runs, five walks to seven strikeouts, and two stolen bases. Actually has four steals over the last 15 days. And he's only one of uh, the only players so far in baseball this season with two homers over 470 feet. And he's capable of playing first, third, left, and right field. He's playing all the different corner spots here for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he's a very popular player here, Doc, and everybody's talking about him. Are you going to throw cold water on it, or are you buying the hype? Uh, I think there's a middle ground in there. So when you play on ESPN, first base and outfield, out, first base and outfield eligible, so definitely helps you out with that positional flexibility. I mean, right now his bat is 459. I don't think that's going to be sustainable. Walks at an 8.8% clip and striking out 31% of the time. Does play in cores half of his games. And C.J. Crone has been on the aisle with back stiffness, and it doesn't seem like he's returning anytime soon. So Nolan Jones is locked in for an everyday role, and he's been batting leadoff recently, and the sprint speed is in the 76th percentile. And I want to give a shout-out to our guys at the Triple Play uh, Beat. Um, You're going to get the name of their podcast right, Eric? The, the fantasy baseball beat. Mm-hmm. I was combining it. Um, but uh, one of Torres' buddies who plays in his home league had said that Nolan Jones had 94 at-bats last, or 94 at-bats with the Guardians, and it was a small sample size. They ship him over. He was doing really well in AAA this year, and rightfully so got called up. But like I said, I think there is a middle ground between spending all your fab on him and him falling back to earth for a little bit. He does play in Colorado, which is always a boost. Uh, does hit the ball hard. And with all the injuries, the playing time is there. Um, but the multi-position eligibility helps. And uh, there's a lot to like in his profile. I definitely looked in any league I was in, and he was picked up everywhere. So I didn't get him. But I do think when we go through this segment every week, I think you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like two-thirds of the guys we go through are probably you, – you ride them while they're hot, and then they're probably guys that are going to be on the most drop list in a couple weeks. Um, but I think he could be one of the third that actually stick around and are relevant with the injuries and the home park factor. So I do like Nolan Jones a lot uh, going into this next week here. Let's talk about Luis Matos, who only played one game. He had he went one for three in that game. Um, but his minor league stats at 389 batting average. Um, like I should have made the graphic black. I think 11 home runs, 20 RBIs, 21 runs, and also stole six stolen bases. Over 116 plate appearances here, LC. Uh, good prospect pedigree. We've talked about him on the call-up uh, multiple times already. Um, the Giants are giving him a chance, and he's been kind of buzzing lately here. Yeah, and the the one concern that people have, and I have, is that he played when the left-handed pitcher, the Jordan Montgomery, was the starter for the Cardinals. He played with with Montgomery in as soon as the right-hander came up. They took him out. Mm-hmm. So with how much the Giants do like to uh, platoon, the concern is that he is a platoon bat. Of course, if he's, if he's hitting like he was hitting in AAA, uh, nearly 400, um, then, of course, he's going to play his way into it. But um, with with the way that the Giants go, it it, it is a concern. Uh, and especially now that the use has has shown that he's pulled for the for the righty, and they don't have a game tonight, so um, we're going to have to monitor this over the weekend. Um, some righties coming up um, against uh, against the Giants this weekend, so we'll see we'll see how they use him. If he's a, if he's a lefty if he's a lefty platoon player, of course that that lessens his value quite a bit. Yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that, but. Definitely a guy that long-term in Dynasty you should feel good about. Redraft, the jury is still out, so just keep an eye on him. 
That is Luis Matos. Gary Sanchez here, Marty, a uh, blast from the past. Literally, this man's been blasting home runs. He's got six since he joined San Diego. And over his last seven games, a 207, 258, 586 slash line. He's got three home runs, four uh, runs scored, nine RBIs. Does have the 10 strikeouts. But a 258 XBA and 499 X slug are the best they've been for him since 2019. I, I I have not read anything that the Padres have tinkered with him. I have not read any different approaches from him. Uh, this is, feels like the biggest. Uh, he's hot right now, but in three weeks, he could be DFA'd by the club. I don't know where to stand with him. Obviously, that power is legit. It's always been legit. But the batting average still is not great. And uh, it's definitely, there's some concerning or red flags here, if you will, here with Gary Sanchez. Yeah, that's uh now do we call him the Gare Bear or Gary the Snail? I like Gare Bear better. The Gare I like Bear. Gary, I like Gary the Snail Sanchez. Art. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm a snail fan myself, so Gary the Snail it is. So the, <laughs> the snail has more home runs than Yasmani Grandal, more than Tyler Stevenson, and more than Alejandro Kirk in his small stint up there. Over the last two weeks, the San Diego, San Diego Padres are the third best offense in baseball. Everyone's clicking. He's batting around, you know, uh, Machado, Tatis Jr., and Juan Soto. He's batting fourth or fifth in that lineup every single night. So, yeah, if you have him, you're just going to ride it out. He's 30 years old. He still strikes out 30% of the time. It's Gary Sanchez. But for right now, if you have him in any league, you, you're going to hold until, yeah, until he gets a DFA or gets injured or whatever it is. But, yeah, this is amazing. No one saw this coming. No. Uh, he's hitting in the middle of their lineup, too, which is crazy. Yeah, fourth. Uh, like a a stack San Diego lineup. Uh, so he's definitely been doing work. Same with some of these pitchers here. Let's go down the pitcher rundown here. Starting out with Reese Olsen of Marty's Detroit Tigers, who I feel like every week have a Detroit Tiger in this list. Uh, his last start was not good. Three and a third innings, six earned runs on five hits, only two strikeouts. If, if only I'd made this graphic uh, yesterday before his game. Because before that, he'd only allowed three runs on five hits in the first 10 innings that he was called up to the majors. He does not throw very hard. And I believe if I read everything correctly, he's 160 pounds. Uh, he, he's thin. He weighs what I weigh, but he's, I think, like, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's like six foot. So uh, I definitely, there are some concerns here, Elsie, uh, with Reese Olsen. And he's somebody that you mentioned in our private chat that you picked him up. Um, mm -hmm. and unfortunately you had to endure, uh, what was a big blow up start here? Well, with, with the opponent, I picked him up just, just as a, as sort of a speculative ad, I picked him up in two leagues, but with Atlanta sitting there, uh, juicy Atlanta sitting there right in front of him, I was not going to start him. And I didn't, thankfully. Now my question is, do I keep him for next week? Next week he has two starts, maybe Kansas city and Minnesota. I kind of like those two starts, to be honest. I have him, of course. So I've, I've paid, I didn't pay a lot, like 10, 15 bucks. He wasn't that expensive where I got him. So I have him. I think I'm going to throw him out there for him. But there are concerns, like you said. Now his pitch mix, he's his most common pitch is his slider. He throws, it looks like two different sliders. I saw one, most often he throws one, it looks like, that breaks down. And then he has sort of a sweep, more of a sweeper. And uh, the four seam and sinker, he throws two different fastballs. I, 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 I'm waiting to see. Like 
I'm going to start him. He's he Atlanta. They're the hottest offense in baseball over the last uh, few weeks. I'm thinking like, is he a team streamer? That's where I want to try and figure out. I think if he's a type of person you can reliably pitch against worse offenses, I'm going to keep him around. And I think that's where I'm potentially slotting him in my, in my mind right now. Next week will prove if that's right or wrong. Well, I would say if you're struggling on whether or not to start him, you should look at Marty's two start pitchers. Cause that'll tell you exactly where you need to do and how confident you should feel. So exactly. Foreshadowing confident. He'll have the two starts, dude. You, you can't, the Tigers <laughs> are up there with the Rays as far as manipulating the rotation almost every single day. When is yeah. uh, Tariq Skubal coming back? He's no on timetable, yeah, but he's he's making progress. Yeah, it was Skubal, and there was another pitcher that was coming back. Not Erod, but it was somebody else I thought I remember reading too. Not Casey Mize either. It was um, it was Skubal, and um, I'll have to look it up. But there was another pitcher that was on the men that also, if they come back, that's less chances for Reese Olsen too. Not Spencer Turnbull either. Oh no, Spencer Turnbull. <laughs> he. He he went on the aisle with something serious, didn't he? 60-day 60, 60 aisle, I think, was something shoulder-related. Crazy. Speaking of shoulders, Vinny Pasquantino out for the year? Out of, like, out of the blue? Yeah. I had him on so many teams. He he might be my most, like, not even intentionally, he might be my most rostered player this year. I had him in a lot of leagues, too. Just in time for Nick Prado to show up and become 2023's Vinny Pasquantino. No, it's like, <laughs> Vinny Pasquantino's like Chipotle. And Nick Prado is Cadoba. I, I, I'm a, I'm a Chipotle over Cadoba guy. So I agree. What I'm saying, it's like, it's the like the bootleg. This is the show of gentlemen. What are we talking about? Of course. I don't know. There's a lot of Cadoba stands out there. We're all team Chipotle, right? Next question. (laughs) Prado's pretty hot right now. Hey, what are you talking about, Art? I'm picking up Prado. Art's going to do it. Art's getting the snake neck on the road. I'm getting no. I don't. I don't. I don't eat it either of them. I don't know. I have you ever had Chipotle? I Art have. has a sen- okay. sensitive stomach. I was making sure. Eating at Chipotle is a good idea. Yeah, Chipotle. Chipotle rips me apart. <laughs> Tears me up. Eric, man, they, they're not on our uh, on football Sundays getting a Chipotle burrito and just vegging out on the couch. They're certainly not getting the Chipotle app. For, for frequent shoppers like me and you. No, they are not. Uh, maybe Yanni Chirinos eats a lot of Chipotle. Who knows? Uh, this season, a 38.1 innings pitched, a 2.35 ERA, 12 walks, and 17 strikeouts. 17 strikeouts in 38.1 innings. I have to calculate what that K percentage is, but that's awful. He had his first scoreless outing in his last appearance, which was three and two, uh, three and a two-thirds innings pitched uh, going after the opener in their most recent game yesterday. He has continued to work out of the bullpen right now. There is no news of him returning to the rotation. My question here to you, Doc, I feel like you're a uh, in the closet Yanni Chirinos stan. I know you liked him a lot before he got hurt. Now my question is, is he somebody outside of points leagues where you're pl- plugging him in as a spark, potentially, where you can like cheat to get an extra start? That's the only way you would use him at this point? That's essentially yes. Like if you're playing in a league where you count pitching pitcher starters like we do in our home league, then he's a cheat code for that. David, his K percentage is 11.3. His K minus walk percentage is 3.3%. His BABIP is 181. So that is a serious sign for aggression. And like you said, he doesn't throw hard when you go to his stat cast page on Baseball Savant. It is literally a Mr. Freeze. There is nothing that is marginally a shade of red besides barrel percentage at 
Fastball at 92, slider at 88, change at 84. Really, this is Rays magic. The Rays know how to get the most out of their pitchers, and I think they put him as a as a long reliever so that after the first rotation, hitters are a little bit kind of off their balance. They're looking for something else from that from the first. I think if they ever move him back to a starter, that's where you get a little bit more wary. But he also does have a hold this year. So, like, they are really moving around in the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, I think they know how to play him the right way. You think you're right, Doc. He's a, a spark, pretty much, that you can manipulate start limits from. You could plug in to, you know, if he's getting two starts a week, you know, it's like two to three innings that you can get ratios from him. Uh, you know, obviously the ERA is still really good. This This season is already the third most amount of innings he's thrown for his career. Crazy. Crazy. Yanni Chirinos definitely don't expect a lot, but maybe plug in a hole for most, you. Most since 2019, so it says something. Well, I think the last two years he's pretty much been hurt. Yeah, 11.1 innings in 2020, and then missed all of 2021, and then 2022 through seven last year. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think like most of the time he hasn't been healthy the last few years. So, But yeah, Yanni Chirinos definitely not as much of an ad as some of these other guys. This next player, though, Garrett Whitlock, who whenever I see his name, I think vampire, like Whitlock. So can we call him Dracula? You want? I don't get it. What am I missing here? Yeah. When you see see like Whitlock, like Whitlock, like like a vampire Whitlock. Okay. Okay. All right. You got you do the when you do the voice. Yeah. That means yeah. Doc was already shaking his head. Is this like a family thing? How did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, that makes total sense, Whitlock. Who, who shook their head? Doc, he was like, yeah, I know, that makes sense. Does it make I sense? Mean, I mean, me and David have this telepathy, but I... That's what it is. Get it, Vitlok, thanks to them. Vitlok, yes, get Vitlok. He's, he's Dracula. I, I, don't, you know, I don't know if that's if it catches, but I, 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 I read his name that I always think of a vampire. Uh, so, <laughs> Garrett Vitlok, over his last two starts, 13 and a third innings pitch. 13 has three earned runs, two walks to 13 strikeouts. And his most recent start against Colorado at Boston, 18 swinging strikes and 18 called strikes over his 92 pitches. Um, really looked really good, obviously, over his last two starts. I picked him up and streamed him this week, and he definitely gave me some nice return. I'm actually holding him because he's made some serious changes here, uh, LC or LC, Marty. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at his profile. He, he's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. I actually think there's some change here that I like. Um, talk to us about Garrett Whitlock. All right. Um, I think he's fine. I think that walk percentage, 4.4%. We'd love to see that. CSW, 31.9. Getting a lot more swinging strikes. Obviously, that's skyrocketed over his last two outings. So, um, 27 years old, 39 innings pitch. He's got the 33Ks. Three quality starts. So, I was always worried about him getting deeper into the games. It seems like they're going to allow him to do so, especially if he's being a little more efficient with this pitching. So, yeah, ride the hot wave. I mean, he's 34% rostered in Yahoo, so he's available in plenty, you know, 10, 12-team leagues. In 15-teamers, he's already scooped. About in 10-teamers. Yeah, as I said, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great question, David. I should have addressed that. You're right. Um, I Yeah, I would say I would I would pick him up. That's fine. Uh, I'm trying to look at pulling up to some fancy baseball starting pitcher rankings just to give you a this or that with Garrett Will. I actually really like him uh, going forward here to where I, I would feel comfortable playing him regardless of matchup. 
that's how much I feel comfortable with him. Um, goodness gracious. Rest of season rankings. Let's look at starting pitchers. Yes. Yes. Give me the good stuff. So, all right. I'm going to pull up some pitchers that are around him. And you guys tell me. Vitlok or the other pitcher? So, Vitlok or Ranger Suarez? Suarez has been pitching pretty well. Yeah, but I think I'm going. I think I'm going Whitlock. Yeah, Who? I'm going, I'm going Vitlock. I'm going Vitlock. <laughs> Give me Ranger Danger. We'll switch it up. Oh, you're a party pooper. All right. How about Yuri Perez or Vitlock? Uh, Whitlock for sure. Um, Perez is going to be sent down to the minor minor leagues here shortly. They've already talked about they got to limit his innings. And I'll go into more into Yuri and my two star pitchers. But yeah, that's only because of that. Yeah, I'm going with Senor Tallman on that. I think if it's a points league and I can hold on to Yuri, because I think they're going to bring him back up. Yeah, he should be back. Yeah, I think if it's a points league but, and not a roto, and I can bring him back up for the 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 playoff, the winning time, I'm keeping Yuri, but otherwise you're right. All right, how about one more? Whitlock or Michael Waka? Whitlock. Whitlock. I think I did a deep dive on Michael Waka today. I gotta go Waka, man. Why? I can't believe what he's doing. I don't know. You know when you spend so much time in front of your computer looking at numbers, if you just become yeah. a little numb and weird. I think that's what happened. Michael Waka, go look at all of his stats. The X stats look great. The K percentage, it's just. I think I never thought I, I'd say it. I don't even know what happened, but it's it's happening. I think if I remember correctly, I remember hearing and seeing that he they said he's been using his changeup a lot more this year, and he's been able to play some of his pitches. Uh, better off of that. I have to, I'm going to look at his baseball savant page just to make sure. Um, but I, if I remember, yeah, like he's increased the use of his changeup, which has made his like other obviously setting up his other pitches really well. Uh, yeah, he's not like an elite pitcher, but like I mean, he has a 2.89 ERA, XERA is 4.03, so there's regression coming. But I, Michael Waka wasn't even rosterable coming into this year, and this year I could see him putting him, you know, 15 team league. I want to go back to that, Yuri Perez. The Marlins are fourth in the NL right now, second mm-hmm. in the NL East. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably will limit his innings because that's a smart thing to do. But like the thought well, of that's him, just what like, they the, said. Like well, are, also the thought of him out. going back to AAA, like I think was more feasible two or three weeks ago. But they might just like skip a turn in the rotation or have him go on six days rest mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future and space it out. Like if they're contending for a playoff spot, I don't see how. You can not pitch him. So what what sort of phantom IL stint does he get? Because <laughs> you can't say it's an army. You say phantom, phantom. It is the Marlins, though, and they historically don't really rank uh, winning high up in their uh, their true. business plan. So this I don't. True. I don't know. They'll uh, probably trade them in two years and get nothing back, like they always do. Our buddy, uh, Britton Allen, of co-host of the Palazzo Pod, hey, and, congrats, and uh, doing his sports ethos pod, it's gone. He's, he's a busy man these days. Uh, he said he picked Juan Soto eighth, and Doc picked Mookie Betts ninth overall in the first round of TGFBI. I think they both did well. What do y'all think? Now that Juan Soto's turned it around, mm-hmm. I don't, I, 
And then, yeah, Doc, I mean, the fact that you had Mookie, Mookie Betts fall into your lap when you didn't even want him at nine. Wait, what do you mean I didn't want him at nine? You were so pissed off when he sniped Soto from you. I mean, I wanted Soto, but that doesn't mean I don't want. I uh, don't Betts. think we don't understand that you did not want Mookie Betts. You wanted one Soto, and you just took. I did want one. You Soto, took the leftovers. What Mookie Betts does every single day from playing shortstop to second to outfield and then hitting at an all-star level, the guy is absolutely incredible. And he yeah, the best baseball players of all. Yeah, and all of his other feats are crazy. But, like, what he does day-to-day on a baseball field is nuts. And it's not – it's overlooked because of what Otani does, rightfully so. But mm-hmm. shout-out to Mookie, dude. Mookie's that oh, dude. Wild. So yeah, he's my, that guy. my girlfriend said if we move in and get a dog <laughs> together, we can name him either Mookie or Betts. I like oh, it. Yeah. Because of the home run that you guys want. Mm-hmm. Mookie's, Mookie. Mookie's a great dog name. That's a good yeah. dog name. Solid. You have to get a boy then, for sure. Oh, of course. Uh, Kevin asks, what are you guys drinking tonight? I am drinking. Well, I did have some alcoholic beverages earlier this afternoon, so I'm drinking water now. I think Art and I are, yeah, we're drinking the same beer. That is the, the king of beers. Yep. But mine has the, the Harley Davidson logo on, and they're not paying us, so I'm going to put this down. That's right. No free advertising. Yeah, no, no. That's why I put it in the glass, like a classy gentleman. <laughs> Unlike Art, sipping from the classy. bottle. This is a savage. <laughs> Art, do you leave when you get your six pack? Do you leave it in the packaging in the in the refrigerator, or do you take it each individual bottle out and then put it in there? I leave it in the six pack. So do I. It's not. It's not the classy thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is I do part of the enjoyment. I'm just saying it's not classy. Isn't part of the enjoyment taking it out of the the six pack hold like? Mm-hmm. I always am like, I'm breaking a part of the six pack up. Like, we need to put a poll out there. Who's the classiest of us four? Or put a poll. How do you? How do you drink your beer <laughs> with the six pack? You're talking cans. I'm talking bottles. We just, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's talk about That's a good the, question. Yeah. Let's talk about most added over the last week uh, for fantasy baseball, courtesy of CBS, and our guy Nolan Jones at the top, adding 54 percent of leagues. Gary Sanchez, Yanni Chirinos, AJ Smith, Shaver. Joey Weimer, Reese Olsen, Marcel Ozuna, and Julio Teheran. Uh, I was thinking about putting Teheran uh, on this list, but I was like, we all were going to just say, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't pick him up. This is just obviously sorcery. Don't, and I was like, okay, let's not waste our time. But he's been producing. So that's why I think he's on that list. Most drop players on that list, topped by Jacob DeGrom, who is out for the rest of the season, Mike Soroka. Pierce Johnson, Chris Sale, Noah Syndergaard, Brandon Lowe, Alec Manoa, and Jorge Polanco are your most dropped players. And looking at schedules for next week, the Baltimore Orioles, Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, Los Angeles Angels, and Los Angeles Dodgers play five games. Every other team plays six or seven, so make sure you double check over your schedules. But those five game ones definitely can impact if you're in a weekly league who you might play, so Keep an eye on that. Um, Elsie, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and who switch, who put me at the bottom? <laughs> you sort of, you're going to mess with me? Hey, I like this up here. All right, Marty, then you're the host. You're my host, here. all right. The, the top left corner. <laughs> uh, Art, as always. I, I just realized you could do that. I could move you around. <laughs> yeah, but whoever moves themselves up top, you're talking. I'm just going to sit here and sit. All right, I will take it over. Late night with Martin Tallman, your favorite fantasy analyst here at Triple Play. Art, bring out your dead. Let's start it. Let's fire it up, man. Are we ready? Ding! Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Thank you, everyone who uh, who sent in a name. Bring out your dead. A lot of hurt going on this week. 
David, I know you're feeling it too, sitting in the bottom corner. I know, I know. I yeah, this is this is not fun. <laughs> we're gonna start. We're gonna start with uh, uh, one Wilson Contreras, brought by uh, by our boy Doc. Doc, I did notice that uh, the podcast Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast was talking about how he might be the worst catcher hitter in Major League Baseball. Someone get this bum out of St. Louis. I'm guessing they're Cardinals fans. We should we should reach out to them. I think he'd be a good guest on that. <laughs> with your Wilson Contreras feelings. Um of course Cubs fan Ryan Thomier uh coming with the with the with the great Cubs fan uh um snipe here. Wilson down Contreras down to one ninety eight, two ninety three forty seven slash Really doing everything he can to be like Yachty, right down to being an offensive liability. Have to laugh at that one a little bit, but uh, wait, wait, can I can I explain my reasoning behind having Wilson Contreras on sure, here? Sure, sure. Because I too need to apologize to Jose Abreu, who now has four home runs and thirty three RBIs on the year, and by continuously putting him on Bring Out Your Dead, that was the motivation he needed. Nothing changed in his swing, his metrics. Just some random guy in Maryland talking smack about him. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. I um, next up, I will. I will say really quick, Doc. I got your joke with putting Wilson on there. I appreciate your humor. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Mike Carter, our very own fantasy baseball beat host. Mike Carter talking about Lance Lynn. Uh, I want everyone to check out, uh, my, I, I retweeted Mike Dadino, fantasy baseball beat guest Mike Dadino, who is a Yankees, uh, um, TV personality and, and, and clubhouse person, uh, reporter there. There's hot mics of Lance Lynn. The, the, the man has a potty mouth. It's hilarious. I, I retweeted it. Check out Mike Dadino at Mike underscore Dadino or me at RTPF. You're going to crack up. Of course, Brock Ness Monster, our our friend, uh, <laughs> sent out a tweet last week, and I got I gotta agree with him. There was a Yankees talking Yanks talking about Aaron Judge was not going to be in the lineup that day, and Brock Ness said tweeted out Lance Lynn is still going to pitch pitch like an an S head. Lance Lynn is still going to pitch like an S head. Lance Lynn is still going to pitch like an S head. Come on, say it with me. Brace for impact. <laughs> it's like it's like you have to be ready. Lynn, uh, you want it. You want it. You just you just don't know if it's going to happen. Lynn has been uh, really, really frustrating this whole season. Marty talking about – Marty put up a video of of uh, Ian Happ hitting the ball and just stumbling out of the box. It's hilarious. Uh, frequent Bring Out Your Dead contributor, Wake Up, uh, ret- um Responded to that with Ian Happ's tweet about U.S. Open Thursday, who's locked in, which I thought was a nice subtle. Shout thing out there. to Wake Up, dude! That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that lets yeah. you know Ian Happ is it, his mind's not really in the game. He could care less <laughs> that he hasn't hit a home run in over a month, and that's why I dropped him. He's in uh, your ten team. In a ten teamer, come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like four I mean, for you. <laughs> he has been hitting better against lefties lately i did put that up there uh to show that uh he's he's starting to sort of even out the batting average but the pop the power's just not there as you said uh let's see did i put up the wrong one yeah i just got the picture here's andres jimenez uh andres jimenez talk um our our, our boy uh um a uh, drew a uh, drew talk, brought up andres jimenez jimenez has been just 
not hitting the ball hard. His barrel rate went back down. It's under four right now. Andres Jimenez has a hard hit percentage at a, a two. He's he's in the two second percentile of hard hit percent percentage on the season. He's not hitting the ball with authority there, you know. And and he's hit some home runs recently, so you hope. But on the whole, he just is not hitting the ball hard. He's not hitting the ball with authority. Uh, the steals aren't really there, even though he has the speed. He has only seven steals, so he's not like he's helping, but he's not pushing your team forward. It's a tough call. Um, Scott Jenstad uh, brought forward, brought up uh, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's been real tough, uh, but I wanted to uh, bring forward here Sir Thomas Sox talked about uh, a ground out to first away from a Tim Anderson cycle because Tim Anderson that day uh, grounded to third, grounded to the shortstop, grounded to the pitcher. <laughs> that's funny. He grounds uh, out to the good. first baseman. That's a Tim Anderson cycle. That's the Sir Thomas Sox original. I got to I gotta love that. Crack me up. Um, David, I thought you might appreciate Britain bringing up MJ Melendez. I know you were, you were looking at me side-eyed when I took MJ Melendez after already taking a catcher in our home league. And, uh, the fact that MJ Melendez has not produced as I hoped he would this season uh, has made me rethink that little draft strategy I tried there ever since. Um, but Britain asks, would you cut MJ Melendez for Yanir Diaz from the Houston? What do you guys, any thoughts on that one? I wouldn't. I mean, MJ Melendez, if he wasn't locked into an everyday role, is now with Vinny P. And I don't know. You, you paid a higher price for him than you did for Yanir Diaz. Yeah, I not for Yanir Diaz. I would still probably hold him. I'm not opposed to dropping him, but it'd have to be for the right person. That's not Diaz for me. I concur. And that was Britton Allen. And just want to give a shout out to him and the Palazzo podcast. That was a really entertaining. Their first podcast together was a week and a half ago. Well, let's, be really real. let's be real. Any show with Britton is going to be entertaining. Any show with Britton is going to be entertaining. That's the truth. You put him with Govier. That's a, that's, a that's a lead. That's a home run duo. But uh, Royals Farm Report put out the tweet, which I think a lot of MJ Melendez fans are feeling. If I had a dollar for every time MJ Melendez hit a 400 foot fly out, he'd be a Cincinnati <laughs> Red and an All Star already, <laughs> which really cracked me up. Um, so this week, yeah, we had Wilson Contreras, Lance Lynn, Ian Happ, Andre Simenez, Tim Anderson, and MJ Melendez. That is a, that's a murderer's row right there. All those people, <laughs> almost all of them, guys I liked coming into this season. So, um, we threw them on the cart, and we're going to take them out to the pits. Thanks, everyone, for, for replying to the tweet this week. Thanks. All right. Marty, I guess you're the host. You're in the host chair. <laughs> hey, here we go. We are back. Um, we're going to hop over to um, the must-two-star pitchers, right, David? There we go. All right, starting with my two-star pitchers. Let me pull up here. Mr. No Doubters, I didn't even have to change the photo because the way that the crazy rotations work out, Spencer Strider is yet again apparently going to be a two-star pitcher for next week. So here are your No Doubters um, for you, for y'all. It's June 19th through the 26th. So these are mu no doubt must-starts in your league. Spencer Strider at Philly at Cincy. Framber Valdez versus the Mets at the Dodgers. Garrett Cole versus the Mariners versus Texas. 
And Corbin Burns, yes, he's still staying as a, as a no-doubter for me versus no. Arizona at the Guardians. Spencer Strider's still a no-doubter, but he's been reeling a little bit. His area's over four right now. It's like 4.32. Those are, yeah. those are two kind of tough matchups. But he's a no-doubter because there's no way you're benching him. That's, like, that's yeah, the point of the exercise. David, I like you down there. You're making a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm, keep you I mean, I'm in my Marty chair. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a, it's a very rational chair. Um, here's the should starts. Tyler Glass now versus Baltimore versus KC. Merrill Kelly at Milwaukee at the Giants. Max Scherzer at Houston at Philly. I want to pause it here. After Max last blow up, he's he's flirting with risky business. I want to know what you guys, what are we feeling here? He's going at Houston at Philly. A lot of the his strikeouts are down. The XERA is fine. He's not walking people, so that's great. But the stuff just isn't. It's just not as electrifying as it's always been. Um, I think you have to start him in pretty much every league. You got him. But what do you guys think, Doc? No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I do see the hesitation. I mean, the last two starts haven't been good, but they were at Atlanta and versus the Yankees. But before that, seven innings, five five hits, one earned, nine Ks versus the Phillies. Seven innings, one earned, eight Ks versus the Rockies. Six innings, zero earned, five Ks against the Guardians. I mean, you're still starting him. Yeah, I think like if you bench him, and it's not like a ten team league. If you're, if you're benching him, it's like you're benching him to pick up Johan Oviedo or you're at Drew Smiley or like, like I, I will take my chances with Max Scherzer over streaming one of those types of players. Obviously, it's not the results haven't been exactly what you want, but um, I, I would it'd be one of those things. He'd have to go on like a Lance Lynn type of slide before I would consider taking him out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still has a three point six zero xERA. Uh, it's pretty much a career low, uh, 25.3K percentage, and he's given up a career high 1.59 home runs. Home runs can be tricky. It could be just the first couple months are wild, and maybe it kind of, um, you know, it gets better from there. Um, but yeah, just something that I'm keeping an eye on because I have him in a few different leagues here. Uh, moving on to Sonny Gray versus Boston at Detroit. Michael Waka, there he is. I, I, all I put in the notes is, is Michael Waka pretty good? <laughs> Like, I mean, he, going back to the conversation we were having before, he did up the changeup usage this year, which is his best pitch, and it's even better than it was last year. Um, decreased the use of his fastball, cutter. Uh, so he, he's really playing stuff better off of that changeup. Uh, so that, I think that's... Padres are on a roll, so the wind could be there. I, and, and the changeup also has decreased velocity on it, which is actually a bigger thing you want for your changeup. People always look at increased velocity for pitches. But the decrease in velocity, I think, is a good thing because it then the difference in velocities between his fastball and his changeup are more drastic. Yeah. Um, okay. So that 92 mile an hour fastball with an 81 mile an hour changeup is different last year than when the 93 mile an hour fastball and the 84 mile an hour changeup. So uh, it, I think it makes a difference. And I like, am I going to sit here and say Michael Waka is? going to be this good all season? Probably not. No, I wouldn't say that either. Yeah, yeah. At, at Washington versus Washington next week, he could, we could throw him over the risky business. I don't have a problem with that, but I think in most, especially in the 15-team league, I think you got to start him. Um, 10-12, tread lightly as always. Uh, moving on to George Kirby. Shout out to him, a 1.9 walk rate. 1.9% walk rate. It's absolutely insane. At New York, at Baltimore, New York's been awful over the last two weeks. One of the worst hitting teams in baseball, oddly enough. Um, Bailey Ober versus Boston at Detroit. 
Aaron Savale versus Oakland versus Milwaukee. Eh, he could be a risky business. I, I like the matchups too. You know, Oakland's been hitting okay um, lately, but you know, overall they're they're both pretty brutal. And then lastly, Andrew Heaney at the White Sox at New York. Jose Brio at Miami versus Oakland. They're yellow for a reason. They they're always flirting with risky business in a 10, 12 team league. If you don't have to, maybe don't do it. But I like it for uh, points leagues, and I like it for any fifteen team leagues. I think Barrios has been pitching really well lately. Though. I know it's been wild, and here at the beginning of the season, I'm just going to say this: I made a bad trade, guys. I, I, I did it. I made a, I made an awful trade. And I'm gonna. I don't have. I'm not a. I'm not afraid to admit it to you guys. I feel like this is a comfortable space. I feel like I can just say it real quick. I wanted C.J. Crone, and I traded away Nathan Avaldi and Jose Brio for him. Wait, wait, so Get off the wait, 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 wait a second. You yeah. traded Nathan Evaldi and Jose yeah. Barrios for C.J. Crone. Yeah, Barrio was dropped within a week. It was one because he was so bad in those first eight. Oh 10 my starts. gosh! So yeah, it, essentially, it was Nathan Evaldi for C.J. Crone. I didn't think Evaldi would be that good. I have him in other leagues too. It's Marty, a ten-team league, so Marty, I'm taking risks. You risk. were the one that planted in my head that C.J. Crone was going to regress because he was going to have more days off at cores. You quoted a Rockies beat writer. I then I then placed a large wager on his under RBIs for the it's season because well. of you. And you don't well, even welcome. follow your own advice. Well, no, it's because it's a slugging percentage league and OBP, so it's a little bit different, obviously. But um, yeah, it still didn't. It still didn't work out. But I'm a brave man, and you know we face our fears here. Well, oh, hold yeah. on, wait, Marty. I'm okay. going to help you out, okay? Oh, please. Let me, let me so, take a drink of this king of beer. While you so, do that. what I would like to do here is, I think you've been hexed with a bad trade, and you've been carrying this hex around. You did release it here, but we're going to cleanse you. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn's you of this I'm bad trade. So we're gonna uh we're gonna I'm looking for <laughs> right now a uh reverse hex. <laughs> so we can I'm chant. expecting someone to come in here and start like spraying me with a water bottle by saying the power of Christ compels you. I don't know. Is this I, know, I know I know if you burn sage in your in your place. That's, that's supposed to, that's the one. You gotta burn sage. some sage. Burn some sage, all right. That's not yeah. Okay, Marty, here's the hex for there you. There it is. You ready? Yeah. Hair, teeth, stones, murder, cotton, gifts, trees, birth, hymns, sea cuts, rabbits, hairs, milk, rivers, tea oil, autumn, fall, god, clay, guts, kitchen knives, mothers, I'm not going to say that word, maths, howls, birds, leaves, sex, glass, knots, water, moon, throats, songs, wombs, night. That is supposed to remove... <laughs> it's kind of, are those are those ingredients? How how do you how do you pick pick up some autumn? What are my next steps here? Do I go, you know, do I go do a church? This has been the most off the rails episode we've ever had. <laughs> no. That's what happened. You're hosting, Doc. It's your yeah, fault. you're in the host. Oh, okay, okay. Back. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to I can mess around now that I'm not in the host chair. All right, back to the risky business. Alex Cobb versus uh, San Diego versus Arizona, or you could even sit him. I, it's Alex Cobb. I'm so sick of him. Um, so Yuri Perez, let's hop over to here. Um, 3.76 XERA compared to his 1.80 ERA. Good strikeout ability, but it's not elite. He has a 227 BABIP on the year so far, 9.9 walk percentage. So there is regression coming. Two top 10 offenses right now in Toronto and Pittsburgh. So I have him in a, in a league or two. The deeper the league, I guess you have to play him because of how well he's done. But it's gonna I think he's risky business just because of these next two. Um, the regression plus these two really good teams coming up. 
Uh, next, Mackenzie Gore versus St. Louis at San Diego. Edward Cabrera versus Toronto versus Pittsburgh. Garrett Whitlock, as previously mentioned, mm-hmm. at Minnesota at the White Sox. Ranger Suarez versus Atlanta versus the Mets. And that's uh, D. Mendy when you did the Whitlock versus Suarez. They're right next to each other in my two-star pitchers, too. It was it was tough for me. And Carter Crawford, he's actually pretty sneaky good lately. Now, he may only go four innings each time out, but at Minnesota, at the White Sox, I do like that. Um, so, well, larger league, why not? Go, do you remember last week when you didn't have any risky business, and you said which pitcher should be in risky business? And I said Chris Bassett, and I said he's got two tough road matchups. And you said, yeah, the Rangers are tough, but I said, so are the Orioles. Chris Bassett got hit. The Bassett Hound was new. Yeah, I, I was on some calls, and I just hear the fireworks keep going off at Camden Yards because <laughs> the O's just keep hitting home runs off of him. Got the, uh, the inside scoop on that. Um, all right, the take a seats here, and it breaks my heart. Josiah Gray versus St. Louis at San Diego. I love you. You're one of my boys. I love you, but you got to take a seat this week. But uh, Tony Disco versus the Padres versus Arizona. Johan Aviedo versus the Cubs at Miami. Uh, Brandon Williamson versus Colorado versus the Braves. Daniel Lynch at Detroit at Tampa Bay. Austin Gomber at Cincinnati versus the Angels. Jordan Lyles at Detroit at Tampa Bay. Luis Medina at Cleveland at Toronto. Ryan Weathers at the Giants versus Washington. Michael Lorenzen versus KC versus Minnesota. And lastly, Matthew Boyd versus KC versus Minnesota. I will say this, that... Casey and Minnesota are both um, in the top five worst teams versus lefties. So, you know, if you're kind of feeling buoyed a little bit, I wouldn't personally do it, but good matchups. Yeah, I think those like, are your uh, take of seats. Kind of like Aviado a little bit. Who's he got? Mr. Aviado versus the Cubs at Miami. Yeah. I mean, in his start today versus the Cubs, he was good till the fourth inning, but 4.1 innings, eight hits, three earned, but eight Ks. These are good. Shout out to your, um, I'm not in any points leagues, but for y'all that are, uh, 19.6 K percentage before that though, at 10.6 walk percentage. ERA is okay. 4.00 XERA right in this climate. That's not too bad. Yeah, you could, you could, you could do worse, but hopefully you don't have to, hopefully you don't have to start. Was there any pitcher? I know this is a very like, vague statement and also like you guys weren't prepared for this but is there been a pitcher that we were all hyped about going into the season that's actually delivered like Nick Lodolo looked good then he got hurt and now he's out till August I'm thinking like Reed Detmers was hyped up he's been okay you know uh Josiah Gray was another one like has there been a pitcher that actually was super hyped up that's actually delivered well, to the first part of your question, I don't think we all agreed on hype for a pitcher. No, no, I, I agree with that. I'm saying that, like, we don't have to all agree. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, George Kirby for me. I have him in three spots. He's been excellent, especially where I got him. And Kevin Gosman, I took him as an SP1. I didn't necessarily believe he was going to be this good of an SP1, but he has been. So those I will say, though, like, Kirby, I think we all liked Kirby. Kirby, your enthusiasm. That's going to yeah. be somebody's name, like their <laughs> fantasy team. Yeah, um, but like Kirby, I, I, I'm putting Kirby in a different tier because I feel like Kirby was a lot of people like they had him in their top 30 SPs. I mean, I, I like the Evaldi a lot coming into this season. Yeah, God hit him. I'm thinking pitchers that, like they came out of nowhere that people were like digging like Kyle, like Kyle Bradish's of the world. Like Kyle, Kyle Bradish. One year late on Mitch Keller. Mm-hmm. He's kind of fallen back to earth a little bit, though. 
He still has a three point. He's eight and two with a three point four one ERA. Look at his last few starts, though. Okay, his last start, uh, seven innings, two hits, one earned, two walks, seven Ks. Before that, I'm sorry, before roasted. Yeah, he got he had a bad start against Oakland. I mean, hold him to the fire on that. But like, JP Sears, Joe Ryan, Joe Ryan, that's a good one. Joe Ryan's a good one. Yeah, Joe Ryan took a huge leap. I didn't see anybody hourly like talking about him making that. That big leap. Hunter Brown, David. He's been pretty good. Hunter Brown. We did call Hunter Brown. He's been balling. He's going to be AL Rookie of the Year unless Gunnar Henderson keeps up what he's doing. You know, Gunner Gunner Yoshida? Been. Yoshida, I think, is the third right now. I, th- I mean, it's assuming Gunnar Henderson keeps up again what he's I doing. Mean, dude, I mean, I, David, I hope Hunter Brown is it, but I'm, I'm nervous. You know, if Gunnar does get it, that like all the parts, a lot of parts of my initial ticket are coming together. The only thing that won't hit is I picked Jordan Walker instead of Corbin Carroll. Oh, that yeah, yeah, no way. That that five dollars to win like three hundred grand <laughs> ticket. I think I had Otani, AL MVP, and I had uh, McClanahan AL Cy Young, which he could still get it. And I had Strider NL Cy. I mean, it, it's 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 a tricky, yeah, it's tricky. Um. We got another guy in the cat, uh, James Coffee. I don't remember seeing your name here, James. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you hopping in here. Your thoughts on rest of season upside, starting pitcher Gavin Williams or Amet Sheehan. Thank you. So these are two prospects, Gavin Williams of the Cleveland Guardians and Emmett Sheehan of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, so rest of season upside. Um, so, so obviously this is not a dynasty question. Yeah. I think – they're really trying to keep Gavin Williams down. Um, and they have so much pitching depth, the Guardians do. Obviously, they had Tanner Bybee come out of nowhere. Tristan McKenzie's now back off the IL. Uh, obviously, Aaron Savali's back off the IL. Shane Bieber's on the team for now. Uh, we'll have to see you know, what happens with that. Um, you know, they, could, they could plug in Cal Quantrill if they want to. Uh, there's so many options on this team. I think they really prefer to keep Gavin Williams down till maybe at the end of this season or beginning of next year. Emmett Sheehan, I do think has it. He's been kind of rocketing up through the minor leagues, and I think he could be one of the next Dodger pitchers to get the call, assuming something happens in their rotation. Um, so I, I like Emmett Sheehan personally. Rest of season, I don't know if you guys feel differently, uh, but just for rest of this season, I think Sheehan has a better chance. Yeah, I, I feel agree. like it. Yeah, I, as much as I wanted to say Gavin Williams, like, cause the Guardians are only three and a half games out of first place in the AL Central. Like, even if they trade Bieber, like, they're, I, I doubt they're going to bring him up. It doesn't seem like they're, they're contending this year. Well, the fact that they brought up Bybee and Logan T. Allen, which I didn't even mention him initially, too, like, they're bringing up everybody. McKenzie's back healthy. And the thing about the Dodgers, Kershaw hasn't gotten injured yet. Like he has been pitching on a on a normal workload, and they normally, you know, have give him a phantom IL stint, or you know, he he has like a reduction in innings later in the season. Yeah, with Sheehan, fifty three innings pitched, eighty eight strikeouts so far this year. So even if you get him for three four innings in a points league, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I think Sheehan's the answer there. Um, Doc, let's go ahead and go to the doctor's office. All right, all right. I will not get tired of looking at that picture. And, you know, we bounced back last week. We went 2-0 and with a 2.96 ERA, 1.25 whip, 15 Ks and 15.2 innings. So let's keep the good vibes rolling this week. 
Look, I didn't think I'd put Jimmy Paxton on here, but here we are in 2023. Owned in 19.9% of ESPN leagues. Six starts. He's had five plus Ks in every outing. Five innings pitched in five out of those six. The increased fastball velocity from when he last pitched, it's average of 96 miles per hour. But the cut, the curveball, the cut, and the changeup, all 200 batting average or below. And he gets to face the Yankees on Sunday night when they're hitting 216 in night games. And the Yankees have been hitting 192 in June. And they've scored a total of 24 runs in seven games since Judge has been on the IL. So he's really the core of that offense. And you get really scared when he's not playing if you're the Yankees. The next Going to be ballsy and, and say Jared Schuster here, uh, owned in 3.5% of ESPN leagues. And since he got recalled back up on May 11th, he's gone five innings pitched in all five of those games. And he's pitched to a four ERA. If you do look for the season, it's about 5.15. But I'm just looking since his second stint in the majors. And the walks have been an issue for him, but he had zero last game. And the Rockies are 27th in the major leagues in total walks for the season. But they also have the worst road record in the NL, uh, where there are 13 and 22. So feeling pretty confident about Mr. Schuster. And then last, Taiwan Walker. Now I'm going to say this and he's going to blow up because that's what Taiwan Walker does. He's facing the hot athletics, but he's owned in 12.7% of ESPN leagues. Last two games, 12 innings, zero earned runs, 13 Ks to five walks. And they started him on three days rest um, back in May. And that's that's where we saw a little bit of the blow up. But when they've been having him on five, six days rest, we've been seeing a little bit um, higher of the, the uh, fastball velocity. And the athletics for as hot as they've been are still bottom five in batting average, hits, runs, RBIs, most metrics. Uh, they are middle of the pack in home runs. And Walker does allow slightly under 1.5 home runs per nine. So that does scare me a little bit. But they're hitting 218 against right-handed pitching. So enough favorable things to fire at Mr. Taiwan Walker, who is a fan of anime and Pokemon, if you didn't know. Is he really? He is. Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. All right. Good job there, Doc. Let's go ahead and go to our next segment, which is Marty's Party. Always hey. one time every week. Who's coming? time for Marty's party and guys I got some bad news this week my mom said only one friend can uh, can come over you dude know? how do you keep throwing these parties like that's just great do you don't not do you well mom was if you remember mom and dad went out of town last weekend I had the place to myself we invited everybody over well you know some people put a couple pillows into the oven you know a couple joints were left out you know because boys were being boys people <laughs> reckless bro yeah so mom you know they they, they figured it out so she was nice enough to let me have one person come over this weekend, so I appreciate that. So only only one this uh, this weekend, guys. We're gonna start off with uh, Jack Sawinski. He's back. He's back on the on the list to potentially come over. Outfield outfielder for the Pirates, forty five percent rostered. Three games in Milwaukee, and he's continuing just to be really good this season. Fifteen home runs, six stolen bases. Um, he's batting 246 with a 361 OBP. So you and, uh, you guys in OBP leagues, 95th percentile in walk percentage, 95th percentile in slug percentage. So at Milwaukee, I, I really do like that. He's going against Julio, Wade Miley, and Freddie Peralta. Nothing there scares me. Number two, staying local here, Spencer Torkelson. He's, he's basically down the street from me. First base, uh, first baseman for the Tigers, 12% rostered. 
They got him all over the place. He's batting second, third, fourth in the lineup. He's pretty much all over the place. Over his last three games, he has two home runs. He's extremely valuable in OBP leagues. He walks almost 11% of the time. His max exit velocity in the 84th percentile, barrel percentage in the 76th percentile. And I think, Art, you may have even shot me a text message or um, a message a few days ago or a week ago saying, Torkelson looks like he's coming back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I did. He did. He most certainly did. So Spencer, potentially him um, for this uh, this weekend here. And then last, Leody Tavares, quietly killing it out here. Uh, outfielder for the Texas Rangers, 24% rostered. His stat cast page is redder than the Devil's Doinker. I swear. Oh. Go take a look at it. Look it up. It is brick red. He's batting in 207 plate appearances, slashing 305, 364, 845. He's still only 24 years old. So at least in my mind, I felt like he was like 27 or 28. He's still just a young gun. Six home runs on the season, seven stolen bases, 32 runs, 28 RBI. He's playing every day. It's at the back end of the Rangers lineup, but it's one of the best lineups in baseball. Three games uh, at home versus the Toronto Blue Jays, who have been known to give up some runs here. So, as I always do, I'm going around the horn here. Jack, Spencer, or Leody. I'm going to ask my mom, her, her name. her name's Susan. Who do I ask Susie? Like, who, who, who should come over? Doc, starting with you. You know, you've had Jack Sawinski on here before. Um, Captain and I, Jack, I, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, feel like, I feel like he's been there. If not, he's heard about it from friends. And, and same with Spencer Torkelson. Like, he's heard the loud music. Um, you, you know, with Leody, it's like, it's like this is a new friend. Like, this is... You want to start your relationship off well. This is his first time on the list. And, uh, you know, especially him batting ninth a lot of games and just with how it is, it's like you're taking a chance on him. You want to take a chance and send him an invite. So I'm going with Leody. LC, Art, what do you got? Well, um, I like Swinski. Swinski has been hot as of late. One of the, one of the top hitters in baseball over the last couple of weeks. But I do know that uh, if if there were people who were leaving joints around at your place, you don't want Captain Jack there because Captain Jack will get you high tonight. I don't know if anyone knows that song. Anyways, uh, Leody's awesome. <laughs> I love him. I love him. But I got to go with my man Torque. Got to bring the local dude in. Dude is three home runs in June already. Uh, better than he hit in all of May. And like you say, he's been hitting better. I'm going to go with Torque. Uh, um, and uh, he can he can easier for him to get a ride home after. Team Mendy, <laughs> who do we got? Uh, well, Eric can give the fun narrative stats. I'll give the uh, an actual stat to me that stands out for uh, Jack Sawinski. He has the eighth best OPS in baseball right now. Is that is that? Would you consider that good? Oh, ain't bad. Ain't bad. Ain't bad. Um. And he's been a streaky player all year, but I believe he has 13 home runs on the season, 12, 13 home runs. I have to double check the exact number. Um, he's going through one of his hot streaks right now. He's a streaky player. Um, Jack has 15 home runs. Oh, 15. I see. I'm, I'm undermining him. bases. Yeah. So uh, Jack Sawinski for me, uh, especially when he's, when he's uh, doing like he's doing right now, you got to ride the wave sometimes. So uh, give me Captain Jack. All very great answers. Starting with Jack. Here's the problem, guys. It's hard to sell your mom on somebody named Captain Jack to come over for the weekend after we partied all week. And and he let me know he'd have to leave 
um, leave one of the nights because they're playing a lefty. And he's going to sit. He doesn't play against lefties. Only two games versus lefties. The man can't hit lefties yet. I'm hoping uh, one day that he will. Leody Tavares, I, I wanted to invite him. But honestly, he asked me to pay for his, his airfare. And I just thought uh, was Homer. You know, yeah, no. Nah, I, I thought you were better than this, Marty. Mr. You know what the, the best part of this was? Why it was so easy? Who doesn't want a Spencer to come over? You know what I mean? You know when you're like a little kid telling you your friend's going to come over? Like a Ricky? Now that was tough. To, nah, I don't know if they're letting a Ricky come over. But a Spencer sounds like a nice kid. Spencer Torkelson, you're coming over for the party this weekend, baby. I can't wait to see you. Spencer, Tor- Spencer tur- told me he turned down the invitation. That is not true. I have him on text right now. And we also go on Twitch together and play video games. Three games at Minnesota. I can't wait to see you, buddy. As a Art's brother joke, it's <laughs> in the comments. Go Torkelson yourself. Hey, don't throw at me with a bad time. Uh, it's a Billy Joel reference. I know uh, we didn't start the fire. That's a classic Billy Joel song. Uh, and Brynn says he wants to party with all of the guys. So Brynn, no you're always invited. You know this. All right, Elsie, take us to our last segment of the night. Talk to us about some pitching and hitting streamers. Wow. Wow. We're going to do uh, pitching and hitting streamers. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to come. Yeah. David, when, when he was saying wow to Doc's, Doc's, uh, Doc's doctor's office, it was it was very Owen wow. Wilson, or, or like an Owen Wilson impersonation. Um, <laughs> I have to listen to that back. <laughs> wow, wow, um, yeah. Bend my nose, like him. <laughs> I think I don't think you need it. I think you just you don't even think about it. Let it roll off the tongue. Speak it normally. And go wow. That's, <laughs> that, you'll be perfect. You'll be perfect. Um, I wanted to update everyone in this segment. Um, I don't have uh, any pitching streamers to suggest this week. I uh, I kind of ran short of time to to research that, and I didn't want to give you any bad ones. Last week, my my performance wasn't that good. I, I suggested Luis Ortiz. The Cubs actually actually lit him up a little bit, so Luis Ortiz now gets bumped back down. I I'm hoping uh, Griffin Canning. I think he's pitching tonight. He pitched well in his last start, so. Uh, that was that was Doc's choice from from the doctor's office last weekend. I picked him for a stream this week. I uh, I didn't uh, actually uh, pick any streamers this week, but I did want to update on top stadiums uh, for uh, for top stadiums for runs uh, this season. Colorado is the top. Fenway is second. St. Louis actually has been third. This is this is uh, from Statcast Park Factors. Now these are Park Factors are are uh, a weird statistic, but um, this is just, you know, because they're not necessarily sticky from year to year. So it's tough to say, but uh, this season so far, St. Louis is third, Kansas city fourth at one Oh five, Texas, the Chicago white Sox, the angels who play at angel stadium. I did not know that it was called angel stadium until I was looking this up. Um, interesting. Cincinnati, <laughs> It's called Angel Stadium. Why, <laughs> Why no is that bad. groundbreaking? I I I thought it was like I thought it was gonna be named after a corporate sponsor. I mean that I makes just, sense. I um Angel Stadium after all this time, like it, it's been Angel Stadium since because it's the same ballpark since like nineteen sixty something. They have to have one of the oldest stadiums in all of baseball. I would have thought they'd be uh, you know, safe co 
uh, not Safeco, but another company's stadium by now or something. I will like say that. this. I've been there multiple times. It's a, it's a pleasant experience. You know, you roll up, there's a nice parking lot. You can, you, you park right there. It's a five minute walk That's to nice. the stadium. That's pretty good. good. Yeah, absolutely. Atlanta up there as well. Minnesota, Arizona, Houston, Detroit, and Washington. Those are all of the stadiums that are at 100 or above in runs. But of course, we all want to know where the home runs are going out. Where the home runs are going out. And the top home run stadiums by far, Texas is a 132, where 100 is major league average. Texas is a 132 by far. The biggest power stadium uh, this season, Milwaukee second, uh, Yankee Stadium third, Angel Stadium fourth, uh, White Sox guaranteed rate field at 118 still fifth, Dodger Stadium playing as a power stadium this year as well, 116 Atlanta, Tampa, Cincinnati, far down there. I mean, this is why it's very strange. We we, we get these ideas in our head about about stadiums and I think Cincinnati's still in the top 10 of stadiums. But um, what does Park Factors mean if Cincinnati, who we all consider a bandbox, is playing at a 108 this year and, and you know, Dodger Stadium is at a 116? That's, that's you know, Park Factors are, are a weird thing to look at, but it is something that I do consider because uh, when we're looking at things like Kansas City is playing as a more offensive-friendly ballpark this year than it used to be. Definitely more power. Boston, always good. St. Louis, playing more offensive-friendly. Yeah. So these are things that I think of when I'm trying to pick some streamers. But um, but when we are looking for pitchers and we want to know who to target, we don't want to – we, we want to look at um, – uh, no, I want to uh, – we want to look at the teams that are not uh, doing well. Um over the last two weeks, the offenses that you really want to target are the Rockies, Nationals, White Sox, and Cubs. Those are the bottom four. Yankees are bottom five over the last two weeks, 73 WRC+. plus. Um, the Royals, Tigers, Brewers, and Mets all round out teams that are under 90 WRC+. plus Over the last two weeks, I think all of those teams are ripe to stream against. Cincinnati and Boston are at 91. But because of their ballparks, I think that you don't want to stream against Cincinnati and Boston when they're at home. Uh, I think they're too dangerous there. But some teams have been hitting better as of late. Um, surprisingly, teams that had started the season cold and teams that you know you thought were streaming targets. Uh, but over the last two weeks, San Diego, as Marty said, is picking up at a 122 WRC plus. In San Francisco, also crushing righties. Currently at 121 on WRC plus over the last two weeks. Philadelphia is getting their mojo back. Uh, currently at 121 on um, Pittsburgh. Back on a hot streak at 114 and helping Pittsburgh out. Brian Hayes is hot. Jack Sawinski is hot right now. Um, and they were a team that we remember we had a lot of hope for coming in uh, as they started the season strong and tapered off. Now they're back. Back hot again. So hot and cold treats for Pittsburgh. Oakland rocking a 107 WRC plus over the last two weeks. I still think they're not a threat. I still don't think that they, you look at them and, uh, and, and, and find them to be a threatening offense, though. Jace Peterson and Brent Rooker have been really playing well for them. Uh, Cleveland heating up like the Cuyahoga River. Uh, if you guys 
the opening to Major League was about the Cuyahoga River, which which caught on fire. Um, and the, and that song was a it's a great song by Randy Newman. But uh, Cleveland heating up, and uh, so they're no longer a team to to target to pick on. Hopefully, uh, Josh Bell starts hitting, so Doc can feel better about the bet he made with me with Josh <laughs> Bell and uh, Brandon Drury. Drury's kicking his butt right now. Um, also, Seattle picking it up as well lately. So good to see there all people uh, waiting for their Seattle players to start hitting. Hopefully, that is a good sign. Um, also, wanted to mention uh, Bryson Stott hitting well lately, Lamont Wade hitting well lately, and Aaron Hicks. What do you guys think? Aaron Hicks been hitting really well since coming to Baltimore. Maybe he's a pickup. Yeah, I can see until the Golden Cowser comes up. So that's those are the uh, these are some things that I, I've noticed. Like if you're if you're pitching, you know, Cubs, unless you're me telling everyone to pitch Luis Ortiz. The Cubs are a team to pick on. The Nationals, the uh, the the uh, the Tigers. Um, these are all teams that have not been hitting well all, uh, over the last few weeks. Um, so these are the teams that I would be targeting if I was picking streamers. All right. Great work, Elsie. Appreciate all that effort and hard work to put that together. Um, but that's going to wrap us up for this week. A lot of great information. And uh, I think we covered every base we could. So you guys are enjoying the shows each and every week and you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you like the video, subscribe, leave a comment down below for the algorithm. All that stuff's very appreciated. If you're on the podcast version, Thank you guys for listening there. If you have not given a five-star rating and review, that helps us get out to more people so they can see our, hear, listen to our content as well. So please make sure to do that. Um, <laughs> you're throwing the cubbies under the bus here, LC. Joe's calling you out for it. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're not a serious uh, front office. We, uh, we're not trying to win. And, uh, and I... I, I regret the romance in my heart making me believed after their hot start uh that they that they might actually have been trying to be in it to win it when i had thought all off season that they were making short term flip them moves and uh it just turns out as the season goes on i was right all along and uh i need to i need to you know care less about baseball i think maybe <laughs> Not for this podcast. We got all the best advice we could have given anybody. Yeah. (laughs) Care less. Ignore everything we said. Just just relax. (laughs) Just listen to us for the vibes, not for fantasy baseball. There you go. All right. For Doc, for Elsie, for Marty Party, I'm D Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Talk to you guys next week.